Today is a great day for car wash. Yeah, sure. Car wash. <laughs> <laughs> this is the car wash on the SL podcast. She's a song and a car. Good day and welcome to episode number 84 of the car wash. On today's show, finally some football on our screens. MTN top eight. Could Pizza really be reunited with Percy? and Messi signs for PSG and plenty more. Whether you are tuning in on SL Podcast at Zeta, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or Mucky King 96.7 Game Time, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Sean Roberts, and of course, I'm not alone. Please welcome our good friend, Mr. Teko Madise. How are you, sir? Hola, hola, I'm How are you? Lovely, lovely, my brother. And today we have a mystery guest. A man whose career has taken him to Russia, Greece, Switzerland, and of course, South Africa. When you don't see him on the golf course playing golf, you'll see him in the Supersport studio doing what he does best. Please welcome Mr. Stanton Fredericks. How are you, Stigger? How's it, Johnny? Yeah, good. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate your time. And of course, we start with the world-famous joke of the day. Here we go. I tried suing an airport because I lost my luggage, but the lawyers kept saying I already lost my case. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> hey. You beautiful. Alrighty, so from there we move into pole position. Pole position. Pole position is the segment where we ask our fans and our supporters club a certain question and they get voice note replies. This week we asked you how will sundowns and chiefs play out? And this is what you had to say. My prediction is Kia Chiefs is going to win this game. Sundowns will win one need. Uh, we have an upper hand to choose and then we are going to pay the revenge because they, they are the one who break our record last season. So we want to pay back. So it will be one need. Beaver Sundowns. As a support of Kaiser Chiefs, I would like to wish for our beloved team, Kaiser Chiefs, to win MT and Cup. Just because last season we never win any Cup. The reason I say we're going to win this one, we've got by the good players. We expect a lot from this game. Uh, I think the Chiefs is going to beat Sundowns uh, with the way the Chiefs is yelling. And if you didn't see by the game where they play calling it big level against Orlando Paris, they were attacking peacefully. The Chiefs has got quality players who can attack and score goals. So I don't, think, I don't see Sundowns beating Chiefs this time around. Well, this game is going to be one of the toughest this weekend. But with Chiefs, Having overcome the ban and signing players, so I believe this game, Sundowns won't know how Chiefs going to play, but Chiefs will know how Sundowns going to play. So I think Stuart Baxter will win this game from the bench because of Sundowns, their approach, we know how Sundowns play. They're not going to change. So Chiefs starting 11 will be so interesting. So with the history as well, Sundowns don't beat us. So I foresee Chiefs winning this game. Okay, Sunday, because I like Kaiser Chiefs and Sundowns. Mina, I Kaiser Chiefs you win Sunday. Kaiser Chiefs is going to win on Sunday. Anga Bazi, Abafana Bami Abatemba, I Pelamande Sebangani or Sebangani Luguina, whatever. So Mina, Kaiser Chiefs you win. I think Chiefs will win this game because I'm assigning Abawenzile are very well. The departments that they were suffering from it, Valile. And the players that they sign, they showing up against the Orlando Pirates. I think as a Chiefs supporter, obviously, for me, I want Chiefs to win. Looking at how the players play against Pirates, it was convincing. All right, Jensen, and an and overwhelming, um, I would say, Chiefs supporters out there saying that Chiefs are going to win it. Um, I think they've had a decent preseason. There's obviously a lot of excitement around their new signings um, and obviously their new coach, Mr. Stuart Baxter. Um, take what I start off with you, but a massive game this weekend. Obviously, we're all excited to get football back on the screens. And obviously, the two biggest teams, in my opinion, they're going to be fighting for the, um, the top awards this coming season. How do you see this one faring? Um, I, I think... Based on what people saw okay, uh, with KZ uh, Chiefs versus Solano Pirates Black Level Cup, I think people got excited because of the new faces. Mm. Um, um, it's about time that KZ Chiefs are looking forward to the season. So I understand the excitement behind it that uh, KZ Chiefs will definitely win it. Um, and uh, 
for me, reality speaking, is I I, I saw two different side of KGs when they were when they were playing with the Pirates. But also that's a, that's an off-season tournament, so you can't read much into it. Because mm. honestly, I don't know how Stuart Baxter will come um, line up over the weekend. Is he gonna continue with what we saw in the second half, or is he gonna start? There's a lot of changes that he still needs to do, and a lot of adjustments as well. There's a lot of new players that didn't even get a game time at that at the, on that day. So mm. for me, I don't know which KG is gonna show up. But I know for sure that KZ Chiefs are in the stage of trying to build into the season, make make sure that they do have a solid foundation uh, for them to compete. I don't think an MTN 8 is a priority. And I think for Sundowns, on the other hand, MTN is a priority. They haven't won MTN 8 in gazillion years. And, mm. uh, and Sundowns uh, have a history of not starting well in the season. Um, mm. They've been doing very well within the uh, the, that preseason as well. For the first time, they actually had a preseason where uh, they had time and, and 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 they were able to see their families as well. So for, for me, I think it is a new chapter for Sundowns, but also um, a very challenging one because of now everybody wants to stop their dominance. So it's going to be a very interesting game. Mm. For me, it might go it, it, it might go very bad for KC Chiefs or very 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 good because <laughs> yeah. yeah because uh, look you play against the team that is well oiled machine that only does there's so much continuity with Kansas Chiefs it is completely a new team yeah so it's on the day or when playing on the cup maybe Kansas Chiefs maybe maybe the might pull a surprise but pound to mm. pound I think it might go very very bad but that with whatever happens on that day I think Kansas Chiefs know exactly what they do they're trying to build for the season yeah, I mean, you, you said interestingly that it might not be a um, priority for Chiefs this game, but I mean, Stiga, you, you, you could probably, I wouldn't say disagree with uh, Teko, but certainly you, you played at a team like like Chiefs and how big Chiefs are, and, and every game's a final, right? I mean, they will be going out to win this. So firstly, um, are you guys going to give me license to just not be corporate, not be diplomatic? We can yes. just say what we want to say. Yeah. Absolutely. That's the power. Am I yes. right? Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not in the studio, man. So listen. Welcome, welcome, Stiga. Welcome. <laughs> Firstly, thanks for the invite, guys. Um, right. From your from your first uh, session on the car wash, uh, you were breaking numbers, and uh, uh, just great to see that something different is happening. So so Thank well you. done, you guys. And and secondly, thanks for having me. Yeah. Pleasure. Um, I was waiting for the call, but you took forever. So anyway, that's a story. <laughs> but anyway, um, firstly, as a Kaiser Chiefs fan, you know, you can't say this on screen. And I want to say, um, I support Chiefs because I tasted success at Kaiser Chiefs. Mm-hmm. So it's in my heart. Yes, I played for Lando Pirates. My stint wasn't as successful. I never spent a, a, a long time there. Um, mm-hmm. So my heart is, is, is falling to Kaiser Chiefs. Let's just put it out there. So, what happens with Kaiser Chiefs at the beginning of the season is that Chiefs is the team that always buys players. Um, I'll never forget uh, the first Telcom Charity Cup I went to go watch was um, uh, the Rasta from Bloemfontein Celtic, David Modise. Yeah. Yeah. David yeah, Modise yeah. signed. Uh, they signed the exciting players, and, and that game you can't wait to see what is Chiefs going to put out there this season. So already this season, that feel of Kaiser Chiefs normally signing uh, the best of the best, um, how they're going to fit into the team, the hype is already there. So that already for me is a step in the right direction. That is the Chiefs way. So so firstly, I'm happy about that. Secondly, um, Stuart Baxter is a, is a, is a coach that um, I heard Teko said it could go very good or go very bad. Yeah. yeah. But with Baxter, you just have the sense that um, it's not going to go very bad. You might not play attractive football, but it's going to be close. Um, it will, if you lose, it's going to be a 2-1 or a 1-0. That's the feeling I get as a fan and not as, as a television pundit and, and looking too, too technical um, into the game. I just feel that Chiefs already is, is uh, uh, taking a step in the right direction. And um, I think uh, they're on the up and up. That's, that's just my take. Um, Stiga, in terms of the new signings, um, there's been a bit of uh, up and down in terms of reaction, in terms of uh, Baxter signing some older players. Um, I'm not too sure how much say Baxter has had in the the upcoming transfer window, to be honest. But uh, overall, are you happy with the signings that have been made? Look, um, I think let's just put it out there. I think not everybody was happy with Cole Alexander. 
Mm-hmm. Um, because he doesn't fit the Chiefs player, you know. Um, Cole Alexander is a hard worker. He keeps it simple. Um, uh, he's not a crowd favorite. But you need players like that. Mm-hmm. If, if we just compare apples with apples, Dean Furman, nothing special. Workhorse. And Dean Furman made Super Sport tick. Correct. That is what Cole Alexander will bring to Kaiser Chiefs. He might not uh, be a favorite in the beginning, but you know what? It's, it's something that I've seen, and Teko will, will possibly come in here, is that when you play for the big teams, um, especially as, as, a, as a creative player, right? I'm mm. speaking from, from outside, is that when you're not having the best of games, and, and you always uh, have those games where somebody's marking you, or if you're playing on the wing and the, and, and the play is more on the other side, out of the game, all you need to do is work hard. When you're not having the best game, just work hard. Yeah. And Cole Alexander is a hard worker naturally. So I think that's going to be, that's probably going to be a good signing for Kaiser Chiefs. Um, and that's not being biased or anything. It's just something, it's the missing puzzle that they need. If you don't have Katsande, Katsande uh, played for Chiefs when they were very successful. Mm. Uh, so now you're replacing him. And I think that uh, Cole will, will certainly do the job there. Yeah, interesting you said that. I think the only thing I really took from when Coach Booby Solomons was at uh, was Vitz was he said, Sean, you, may, you might not be the most gifted player, but there's nothing stopping you being from the fittest. And that's just echoing exactly what you're talking about, Cole. Um, let's just stay on MT, MTN8. Um, we obviously got another big derby, uh, Pirates versus Swallows. Um, just touching on Pirates, Teco, are you happy with what's happened in their transfer business this window? It's been a bit lackluster, in my opinion. Uh... Hey, Sean, to be honest with you, I think um, on the transfer window, it's been difficult for most, if not everybody, mm-hmm. um, because uh, most players that are actually very good, they're not available. And those who are, are probably maybe in the positions that you don't need backup. So yeah. with the Orlando Pirates, I feel like they they do have the squad, they do have the players. It's just that them trying to figure out the identity and that identity being transferred into the system into the players and how they want to play mm. um a lot of parts it's a team that me knowing that i play that it's a team that you know any day if they choose to play well they can if they choose to beat anybody they can because of that's the type of players that they have but right now i'm not that convinced because you you look you look at you look at um, um what's been happening also in the market as well you're thinking the first thing that that comes to mind is once kjc is doing all the businesses because it has to orlando pirates are a team that actually should be chasing Mario sundowns down correct but you're looking at the at the market as well what they did on the market you're signing Gwenyama, you're signing sean shandu those are basically your defensive players and 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 you you let them have struggled where they have yeah struggled yeah yeah i get that but but at the end of the day you when you are the pirates when you don't have if you look at Orlando Pirates, every time Orlando Pirates is, is, is playing very well, there is somebody that is very creative play. When 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 uh, Mango was scoring goals, Memela was the creative player playing in those positions. Mm. Memela left, nobody took responsibility of that. Lodge, we still the last time we saw Lodge, I don't remember when that he's been that creative consistently. So now you you're looking at the team. This yeah. the nation's cup. Yeah, yeah, that's in Comfort. Uh, uh, what is that in Egypt? So so Orlando Pirates. <laughs> I I felt that Orlando Pirates they should have went with trying to get the most creative midfielder or maybe the the promising midfielder that is very creative in the league. They have they have, they, they signed the boy from 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 um, from Barocca. They, they 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 do have similar players with Monare, Mutsuari, and Makaringe. and. Uh, Dumbo as well. So the, basically, a lot of players are signing what they have. Maybe they're not happy with the quality that they have, but I think that they should get what they don't have. And what they don't have right now is somebody that's very creative. And I think that's why they're yeah. lacking. They've got all the strikers, they've got all the midfield that can readjust themselves into different positions. I don't think a lot of players should be a team that should, should be saying, let's go out and find defenders so that we can be stronger defensively. Not every team in the league are stronger attacking this. So I don't understand, especially with teams that are still playing four at the back. Teams are playing one. Why are you still having four at the back? You know, when you're playing, when you're playing, when you're playing in a big team, when you when you're facing so-called smaller teams, they readjust their system so that they can they can have they can have a proper balance in terms of facing you. 
So when you're playing, when you're the type of a team going, unless you're going against the big three, when you're going against everybody else, everybody else adjusting, they are readjusting uh, the system according to how they, how you approach the game. So for me, uh, a lot of parents having four or five at the back with those three midfielders, it doesn't help them at all, especially coming to this new season, you know? Yeah, I, I, I remember us talking to uh, Pizza Tico when, when um, Mamela left Pirates, we were all shocked. It was just, we didn't see that one coming and they just haven't seemed to re replace their creativeness, have they? Yeah. So, uh, Stiga, in, in your opinion, um, what needs to change for, for Pirates this season? How do you see them fare this, this weekend against the uh, Swallows? Look, I think um, um, uh, Orlando Pirates, as Tico says, on their day, nobody can stop. They mm. are the team with the quality that can compete. Uh, against Sundowns uh, with a dominance. Um, uh, it's just, it's just, uh, that's my thought. Um, but I think with Orlando Pirates, um, and Teco makes a valuable, valuable point. Um, we expect them to go into the market and, and, and buy because you mentioned they lack luster. Yeah. But you need to buy for the sake of, of where you're lacking. And my problem is who is there to buy? Yeah. Who is somebody, like Teco says, when you must replace Memela? Who is who stood out last season? Very few creative midfielders, you know. Um, there's the the, the the one by that played for TTM, uh, man of a match in the Netbank Cup. Uh, but you can't have five six games uh, uh, be on top of your game and then think you can play for Orlando Pirates, you know. Mm. They, there's not there's nobody to buy. You know, maybe that's the the difficult part. Who's yeah. gonna come in here? Because that's the mistake um, I think the big teams often make. You have one good season and then uh, you get called to Orlando Paris and expect you to come into this life-changing team. Teko will, will, will uh, share my sentiments um, and uh, just uh, pick up where you left off. It doesn't happen like that. So maybe they don't, there is no player that can fit that and that is why they, they never um, um, went into the market to get somebody. Uh, but having said that, I think that Orlando Pirates, Teko said it again, if the puzzle must just come together. They need that attacking midfielder um, in the middle of the park because the three midfielders, they are too similar. They are quality in their own right, but it's too similar for Orlando Pirates. Also, with the technical team, um, we're not sure uh, Mandlad Nikaz is in there. You've got um, uh, the assistant coach, uh, uh, what's his name? Fadlu. You've got Fadlu and yeah. you're not sure if the coach is happy or he's not happy. So, I mm. think that situation right there in the leadership there, already it's it's just not speaking to me it's not speaking to the fans and i think it's it's a puzzle that just needs to be uh, put together but the quality is always it's never in question for land pirates so for me i think they'll be able to to overcome swallows um i think swallows this is a real test for them this season first season is your maiden season it's it's easy i won't say it's easy but it's it's, uh, it's not the most difficult people have figured you out now yeah. you've lost some of your good players they know how you're going to play um, so many draws last season, so now it's time for them to step up and I think uh, Orlando Pirates will have enough to, to overcome them. But the question is, will Orlando Pirates dominate? Um, very difficult until they solve that puzzle. Yeah, interesting times ahead for sure. Just touching on another interesting um, fixture, Amazulu versus Cape Town City. Obviously, Benny back again against his, uh, his old employee or employers, I should say. Um, I've been very impressed with Amazulu. Um, we, we chatted last week quite briefly on Amazulu and did they peak too early last season? And is there going to be too much expected of them this season? And are they able to uh, repeat what happened last season? And we, I think me and Teko uh, agreed that if they do top four again, they've done extremely well. Um, I can't see them bettering that. But again, interesting game ahead of us this, this weekend. Uh, just quickly, Teko, um, how do you see that one faring out? Oh, man. Um, this Amazulu and Cape Town City, it, it's, it's becoming a, an interesting game when Ben is on, on Amazulu's side. I think I think I'm just do now looking at what they've done in the market that they've got clear intentions of where they where they're gonna be they wanna be, but uh, look um, I, I still think that with Captain City how they play um, the continuity within the team uh, with just few additions I think they still stand a better chance of beating. Um, um, Amazulu. The reason being is Amazulu surprised everybody last season, even themselves. 
Mm-hmm. And it's 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 not as difficult, you know, to to get to the top because all you need to do is work hard and focus on yourself. When you're at the top, it's very difficult to focus on yourself when everybody chases you. So now yeah. I don't think Amazon has ever been into that position where they're no longer underdogs. Everybody look at everybody now wants to beat Amazon this season. I don't think they do have the personnel on the pitch to help them with that because none of the players that are very few players that are there have been exposed in those situations. So coming into to, into this weekend's game, I think Captain CD will have a little bit of an edge over Amazon. Hmm, interesting one, Stiga. Yeah, um, um, I think that Amazulu, um, under the new leadership, uh, they they've appointed a, a coach here, Benny McCarthy, that uh, has a, a what do I want to call it? Um, he's got a presence about himself, Benny. Um, uh, so so that presence and that um, hunger and, uh, and the, the winning mentality certainly rubbing off on the players. Uh, I think that they need to be cautious um, with the coach and the team. They need to be cautious with the expectations. Um, I was at the launch of the new players um, um, last week, Thursday, and uh, uh, it's great to feel the hype around the team. I think that when fans come back, Amazulu is a brand that's going to grow um, massively in the KZN province. Mm-hmm. So that's a plus. Um, I think that with them playing in Africa, they need to uh, just participate and use the experience. Don't think that Kaiser Chiefs had a decimal season, they went to the final, you can do the same. Stay in your lane. Participate if you go through to the next round <laughs> brilliantly done. But focus, focus on making that top four. And then we're gonna say, guys, Amazulu has arrived. Yeah. Amazulu um have the quality, they have the consistency because similarly, like players, teams, um, um, we judge you on your consistency. It's easy to to sign for, for pirates, but can you stay there? Can you play there? Can you be consistent? Um, and once you've proven that. Then we say, okay, guys, you are now our top, yeah. top 14. And that's something, all the signs are there. The players are there. Coaching staff is there. It looks like the administration and the owners are really backing the team. So I do feel that they're on the up and up. Um, it's going to be a big test. Um, and then Cape Town City, which I feel the star has, has certainly faded um, season or two mm-hmm. um, since the departure of Benny McCarthy. Um, when I say star, I don't say uh, the results and the team and the top three. It's just like you knew Cape Town City was uh, a threat. Mm. And I think uh, since uh, the navigator also left there, I think that spark hasn't been replaced. Anymore. So <laughs> something's not, something's not going <laughs> to it, you know. I'm not, team don't see a Cape Town City anymore. No, uh, no, and, no, and nobody does anymore. the football. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it, I, I think uh, I think how John runs the club though is, is a proper business, right? He's yep. made he's yep. one of the very few owners that are making very very good money out of the game, and and I think possibly his yeah his 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 acumen and the the idea around Cape Town City is probably a bit different. So, um, but interesting times ahead. We got Golden Arrows against Super Sports United. Not too much is, is John is John sponsoring this thing because you've been very praising him days. He has sponsored. <laughs> We must tell us, this is not super sport, my friend. He is my friend. Don't choose our people here yeah, necessarily. Sorry, sorry, brother. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm joking. Uh, sorry. No, no. <laughs> And then we've got Arrows versus Super Sports United, which we don't really need to go into. Um, but what I do want to do is move on to this story, which took me by complete surprise. Uh, could Percy Tau be reunited with Pizzo? And I believe the deal has been done in principle. Um, that's the Brighton Hove album have agreed a deal worth 1.8 million euros, which is around 35 million rand, which will be paid over the duration of his contract. Um, it is understood that uh, Tau has agreed a two-year deal with an option of a third. Um, guys, I mean, I, I, I don't know how to take this one, really. Um, it's obviously good, according to Pizzo, it's good for, for Percy to go and play, but to leave a Premier League team and come back to Africa, I, I don't know. Stiga, I want to start off with you. What, what do you think? I, 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 no, no, guys, no. I'm not oh, happy. Yeah, agreed. No, I'm not happy. I'm not happy because, um, you know, if, if you move away from a Premier League, and I'm saying this because I was in, in the leagues that... Uh, that that's uh, your entry leagues in Europe, you know. Mm. Um, and I think Percy's experience, um, yes, he, he bloomed a little bit late in terms of going to Europe, uh, but his quality was never going to stop him from getting there. Yeah. And uh, I think that 
if Percy was to move now, um, and I'm not taking anything away from Fitzo and Alahi, but if you're going to move from the Premier League, firstly, your potential earnings, you know, you need to keep it up there, right? First and foremost. And at the same time, um, as much as the earnings need to be up there, uh, the pedigree and the level at which you play needs to be very similar. So, I, I wouldn't have a problem if Pussy goes back to Belgium and plays for playing in the Champions League or qualifications. Yeah. Go to Greece uh, with the likes of Panathinaikos, Olympiakos, play Champions League football, you know. That's that I would have loved for Pussy if he's going to leave Brighton. I would have said, okay, let's give him another season because I heard the coach saying um, we didn't allow Pussy to go to the Olympics because we want him to start with the team. Do a proper preparation with the team, fight for your place, and uh, give it the season again. Give it another season, and if it doesn't work, move to the side uh, uh, leagues in Europe where you're going to play Champions League. That's what I would have loved and preferred for Percy Top. Yeah, Teko, it's it's a weird one, and and you've always got to look at the other side of it. Is what happens if Pizzo gets fired? Because that is just very very possible with with a team like that and and, and the owner they have, and it's always very dangerous. Is why players follow coaches. We saw it happen with Cole Alexander in India with Jurt. Oh, yeah. Um, but you know, if if Pizzo gets fired, we don't know what the living conditions are like in Egypt, and obviously it's it's, a, it's not a major issue, I would presume, but. But he could find himself being very, very lonely if that does happen. Um, look, I think Pesi now is 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 at a very, very sensitive period or stage of his career where he needs to think smart about his moves, and and he needs to actually be selfish enough to think for himself, because what what. What what we think about now is is yes uh, when we look at the numbers because at the end of the day we as much as we love this game we we want something to show for when we're done and which is you know remuneration and 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 to look you look at the deal at uh, at Al you look at the age 27 years old you you start questioning yourself and for the fact that Pesi maybe in principle was to come back in Africa, for me, tells me one thing. He, he no longer believes in himself that he used to. Because with, mm. with, with being given an opportunity to come, to, to train, to start the, uh, the pre-season with the team, which means we want to reassess you, we want to give you a fair chance. Mm. All right? Um, um, the only way for, for you to feel safe, even though you still want to play, is to come back to Africa. Because you must also remember that Egypt is in Africa. So this is coming back to Africa from where everybody else wants to be. Like Stiga said, you know, being in Belgium, being in all those European countries where playing for a team, get loan, playing for a team that is in the uh, Champions League space. Pesci played Champions League in Africa. He won it. He needs to play Champions League football, UEFA Champions League football regularly and find a team that will give you that, that type of opportunity. Especially with Pesci's style. Go to Spain where the, you know, uh, a team that is just wants to be in the, in the league, that will give you an opportunity to play, you know, and, and especially with this type of, of, of skill, the way that he plays, he will fit in very well there in Spain. So I, I just strongly believe that Pesci has a long way to go. It's not easy. We've seen with guys that have played overseas, it's not easy to break through, but yet it's very, very difficult and it's tough. But I think it's too soon for Pesci to come back to Africa and play. Because once you're back, my friend, he, he won't go back. He won't go anywhere. Yeah. And like you said, when it comes Pizzo every time, whenever there's a game. Yeah, it's, time, it's very difficult. Very difficult. Yeah, so I think it's, it, must, it must be very smart. For me, I think Pesci coming back, look just looking at a football perspective i don't i don't think pace is making a right move i think pace is moving sideways but if he's doing it for a different reason i strongly believe that pace with whatever that he wants to make from malachli he can still make it somewhere else and still be happy because when he comes back here it's not guaranteed because pizza can be here we've seen what happened with agaru and messi so you don't want to get into that situation you're signing for a coach and then a week later the coach is fired now you're stuck you stuck with the with, with, with the country that you don't know anybody. The language is difficult as well. So for me, I say Percy doesn't owe any coach uh, to um, a favor. He doesn't need to follow any coach. Percy is talented as he is. Just focus on your talent. Believe in yourself like you used to before you went overseas. Go back, find that feeling, and stick with that feeling. Because if you are looking for money, trust me, when you're not looking for it, it will come to you. But if that's your priority right now, I would understand your move. 
yeah, it's it's it took us by shock. It is, uh, yeah, I I I still don't get it. I still don't understand. It. The problem is after his three-year contract, he's 31, 32. Then what? Yeah. Then he's then he's back to an Amazulu, or no disrespect to any team, but it's just. Uh, yeah, it's uh, back to cheap. I don't mention Amazulu. Amazulu is an elite <laughs> team. It's playing back to, <laughs> Champions League football. Back to <laughs> top four. <laughs> Beautiful. All right, well, let's move on to the international news desk. This was pre-recorded. Have a listen to this. We are joined now by Soccer Duma international news correspondent, Liam Becker. Liam, how are you doing today? Hey, it's good to join you. Good and you. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us. All right, we have a few stories to discuss. So let's start off with what you could say are the, are the smaller ones when you look at the, the context as a whole. Um, Romelu Lukaku is rumored to rejoin Chelsea from Inter Milan. Obviously, the Belgian striker used to play for Chelsea, where he didn't quite make a name for himself. But since then, he's moved around a bit, a few loans here and there, a few transfers, and now he is one of the world's deadliest strikers. For this past season for Inter Milan, Big Rom has scored 23 goals and managed 10 assists. What I want to ask you on this matter is, is this move to Chelsea what he needs in his career? I think it's definitely a, it's a step forward for him, even if it is you know him going back to a former club uh, i think the premier league is still the biggest league in the world and i think all of the best players want to to be playing in the premier league uh, and for him now to to go back to chelsea i think he has a point to prove i think um, he has a, a point to prove that he is a better player than he was when he left them the first time um, and even though he's been doing so well at inter i mean he was the, the Serie r's mvp last season um, i think the next challenge is for him now to to go back to the Premier League and, and, and show that he can do it there again. Now, there's obviously a whole stigma around, well, in more recent years at least, of players who signed for Chelsea who, look at Timo Werner, for example, unbelievable in the Bundesliga, but he couldn't quite, you know, solidify his position. He couldn't quite become the person who he was at Leipzig. Do you think because Lukaku has played in the Premier League for many years, this like mental stigma won't affect him? I think for sure. I think he's somebody who, who mentally is very strong, you know, right off the bat. Um, and Chelsea need that in a striker. They need somebody who can break that stigma, as you say. I mean, uh, in the past, it's not just Timo Werner. It's guys like Fernando Torres, mm. guys like Radamel Falcao, who all came in with, with big names. You know, they were big name signings and they never necessarily lived up to, to that billing. But as you say, Lukaku has, he has that Premier League pedigree. Um, he, he showed it in brief glimpses during his time at Manchester United. He showed it for, for Everton and, and even at West Bromwich Albion when he was alone there. Yes. Um, you know, showing that he he's a proven goal scorer even at a smaller team in the Premier League. So with the service he would get at Chelsea with the quality of players around him, I think he's certainly a player who will deliver the goods for them. And and just lastly on, on Big Rom here, how far along is this transfer? Contract negotiations, what's, what's happening there? Will we see Lukaku play this weekend or will it only be in the next coming weeks? I think this weekend certainly too soon to, to see him back in the Chelsea jersey. Um, but by all accounts, it seems as though uh, the, the move is, is, is moving along quite quickly now. Um, I think it's just a case of, of sorting out the financials between Chelsea and Inter Milan. Uh, the, the deal is reported to be close to 100 million pounds, which is a lot of money for a player Chelsea sold for for 28 million back in 2014. But um, I think he's he's worth every penny of it at the moment, given given his record. And um, so it's definitely uh, it's a big outlay. Uh, but I think it's a good move for them to get that proven goal scorer, which is is something they've been lacking, um, and especially since Olivier Giroud was offloaded to to AC Milan and Tammy Abraham also seems to be on his way out. So I think it's it's a good move for Chelsea to to bring back a player like him uh, and with his record. Look, I'm I'm a big fan of, of Lukaku, so whichever side he plays for, it'll be great to see him back in the Premier League. Hopefully in the in the next coming few days. But let let's stay with the Premier League here. Um really exciting. It is about to start this weekend. The first game kicks off this Friday, I believe, with newly promoted Brentford taking on Arsenal. Um, these last few weeks, we have seen some incredible transfers happening. Jadon Sancho finally coming to Manchester United. It looks like Rafael Varane is in quarantine in Manchester now for a medical to join United as well. How can we forget Jack Grealish signing for Manchester City? But 
will this season be dominated again or or will we see the old school Premier League that we all know and love with the table changing constantly? I think it'll be a lot closer this season. I think at least the way I see it, it's going to be a four horse race. I think between the teams that, that ended in the top four last season, I think they they all have a, a really good shot at challenging for the title. Um, I think City, obviously, as the reigning champions and with the incredible squad depth that they have, I mean, they could probably feel two separate starting 11s and, and both would challenge for the title. Um, but they, they're probably the favourites. But mm. as you say, Manchester United have, have strengthened. Sancho and Varane are both massive signings. Um, and Liverpool and, and Chelsea, especially if they get Lukaku, will also be contenders again for sure. And I just, just in your opinion, what are your predictions for the season? Or who are your top four? Uh, probably in, in City, uh, City United. In order, okay. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I'd, I'd say City will probably take the league this season, uh, so they'll come first. Um, then either United or Liverpool second and third, and I think Chelsea will probably round out the top four. So pretty much a repeat of last season, uh, but a lot closer in terms of, of the title race. Okay, okay. So only time will tell, William. But let's move on to the big boy and arguably the talking point of the decade, let alone the year. Lionel Messi signing for Paris Saint-Germain. It's a two-year contract with an extra one-year extension that is available to him. Huge money transfer here. £53 million a year. That's just over £1 million a week. It has come as a shock to the footballing world. Yes, there has been a build-up. Yes, there has been drama. This Messi saga has been everywhere. But regardless, it has still come through a shock. So can you talk us through this whole situation and also please touch on the financial fair play regulations that La Liga has? Because I feel like that is the part that that hasn't been spoken about enough. And a lot of people aren't fully understanding this whole situation. Yeah, well, I think up until this point, up until the point where it was actually announced by, by Paris Saint-Germain, part of me still thought it wouldn't actually happen. Um, you know, Messi's has become so synonymous with Barcelona and their success over the last few years uh, that the idea of him playing for another team is even feels foreign. Um, you know, but that that's what's happened. And and ultimately, Barca only have them, themselves to blame for it. Um, you know, the club is in serious debt, which is, has been quite widely publicised. Um, and it was inherited from the, the previous era or, or rather the previous presidency of Josep Mario Bartomeu, uh, who's been widely accused of mismanagement and, and just allowing that financial situation at the club to spiral. Um, Barca overspent on new signings and gave these guys massive salaries. Um, and eventually this has caught up with the club, um, especially with the, the La Liga rules, as you mentioned. Um, and, and this is where it all ties in with, with the Messi saga. Um, his contract expired at the end of last season, which uh, should never have been allowed to happen. Yeah. Uh, but what that means is, is that he was no longer registered with the club through the league. Um, and even though it was reported that he was willing to take a 50% pay cut, Barca weren't allowed to re-register him because they were still in excess of, of the league's salary cap, um, which prevents clubs from, from overspending and prevents clubs from you know, falling into a financial position, which Barcelona have done. Um, so even though both, both he and the club wanted the deal to happen, I mean, uh, you, you, you spoke some of the figures there that he's earning, he was willing to cut that in half and it still wasn't enough. Um, for him to fall in line with, with the regulations because the club's financial situation is so bad. And of course, uh, Barca tried to, to rectify this by uh, you know, trying to offload a host of players, guys like Antoine Griezmann, Marilyn Pjanic, Martin Brathwaite, Usman Dembele. They were all apparently transfer listed or were at least made available for, for transfers. Uh, but either the club couldn't find a suitor for them or the suitors weren't willing to match their incredible salaries. Um, uh, so it was inevitable. I mean, it was impossible for for anything but this this outcome to happen. So when Andreas Iniesta left Barcelona, he moved to I think it was a Chinese Super League or something. Um, the whole reason for his move there it was because he said he would never want to play Barcelona at the Camp Nou or or anything like that. Is there a specific reason why Messi didn't take the same route? Was Messi going after money or does he actually still just want to play football? It's a tricky one, isn't it? Um, I think the, the financial incentive is definitely a big a big part of it. Um, I think obviously uh, his primary goal would have been to stay at Barcelona. That was clear. Um, it's a, uh, Despite everything that has happened over the last few seasons, it's still, it's still home for him. It's still the club that has made him the player he is today. Um, 
but given that you know that relationship couldn't continue anymore i think uh, the the motivation would have been um, financially motivated at least in, in some part um, paris saint germain are, are one of the clubs that have the the biggest uh, financial backing they they're able to to pay their players exceptionally well uh, but at the same time it's also uh, it would be wrong to disregard the project that they have going there uh, which is to challenge for the champions league which is to challenge for really big honors yes. um, and i mean the season he'll be lining up alongside Neymar and Kylian Mbappe um you'll have Genie Wijnaldum in midfield with Marco Verratti that is a team of superstars um so it's it's impossible to ignore what they're building at PSG um and of course the the financial backing doesn't hurt either no absolutely and last question here should barcelona retire the number 10 jersey <laughs> um Uh, personally I would I'm not sure if they're able to I think there there are um regulations in the league that um uh, prohibit the number 10 jersey being retired but I mean if it is at all possible I certainly would um he's not just the club's greatest player he's the league's greatest player he's potentially the the greatest player of all time um and I mean if if that doesn't warrant a, a jersey being retired in your honor then I'm not sure what does absolutely absolutely well Regardless of what's happened, we wish Lionel Messi the best of luck at his new club and his new venture. But that is all we have time for today. Unfortunately, Liam, thank you very much for the international news update. That was Soccer Dumas international news correspondent Liam Becker. Have a fantastic day further. Always a pleasure. Keep well. So guys, I mean, obviously what we take from that is is Lionel Messi's move to PSG um talks of 25 million pounds net. a uh, salary 25 million pounds net sign on for your season that is over a billion rand net uh isn't that just astronomical guys i mean that is just uh, apparently the the shirt shirt sales were sold out in 25 minutes it's just uh, it's absolutely madness in paris figure what's your thought of this madness no messi messi deserves anything everything that he's going to get sure um he's taken the game to another level um he's he's showed that you know there's something that i learned is that you you can't be the best if you're a nice guy you, yeah. you need to be a bit of a hope mm-hmm. like ronaldo is but messi has showed us that nice guys can do this you know so whatever <laughs> he gets uh he thoroughly deserves it he's humble he showed his passion at the press conference um i mean leaving your your, your house at the age of 12 years old you know and and going to another country and going with the family the pressure of becoming a breadwinner you know the pressure of stepping into uh, the shoes of ronaldinho um carrying that team for so long as much as barcelona had two dismal seasons they were still competing and that is only because of messi so everything he gets he deserves 100% hallelujah yeah very well said tackle quickly messi psg what are your thoughts My thoughts are just few days before Messi signed with PSG Pep signed a guy more than 100 million pounds um, and a day later Messi Messi moved to PSG um it overshadowed everything else that Manchester United did with Grealish mm. that shows you how big Messi is and I think people you know we're so used to the comfort of seeing Messi in Barcelona we 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 sometimes undermine how big he is and uh, and and this for me personally being a Messi fan this reminded me what exactly he has done for football and 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 for me I can't wait to see him in in even in a, I don't I don't I'm not expecting to see a 2008 Lionel Messi you know but 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 I know for fact that Messi when Messi was at his peak when Messi was great He had greats around him. Your Iniesta, your Xavi, Dani Alves, he had quality around him. Now you look at the the PSG team, there's quality around. So I'm saying look out for PSG. So I can't wait to see PSG because I remember when Messi was actually happy about his teammates. I knew what he did in the season. And for the fact that you know he's he's so happy that he's be playing who be playing with Verratti, you know Verratti. Mm-hmm. So for me, I think Messi deserves everything, like Stiga said. So it's it's going to be very exciting. Yeah, the problem is 
where are we going to watch it? Because we don't have French football, my friend. Must be way for Champions. Stiga, Stiga, you'll see how big Messi is, my friend. We'll have French football before the before even the second game. You'll we see. are buying the rights. You know, <laughs> I was buying the the the, the, live, the live press conference on CNN, and I was sitting there and I was thinking, do you know how famous has Messi made the owner of PSG sitting next to him? The yeah. world literally just paused and he made that guy famous. Now that guy is going to need to sign autographs for the rest of his life. That <laughs> itself is And Sean, you know, you know what he said as well? He said, he said, he said Messi sells himself. He said, just, uh, he said people don't know how many, how many sponsorship they've got after Messi signed. Unbelievable. So it's they say it's like with with Messi move like it's it's unbelievable. It's like it replaces it's an investment. He's an investment. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Incredible, incredible. But let's move on to a slightly more somber note. Uh, Mark Byrne passes away. I don't know if you saw that sticker. Um, former Hellenic and Cape Town Spurs player Mark Byrne has sadly passed away. Byrne was also the president of the Mother City outfit Hellenic FC who they confirmed his passing on Sunday morning. Uh, Byrne was the son of former England and Crystal Palace footballer John Budgie Byrne. Um, yeah, sad day for, for local football. Um, a lot of players have put on their Twitter, like Lance Davids, thank you very much for everything. He was uh, instrumental in his career. Uh, Shane Roberts, Craigie Martin have come through the Hellenic uh, fold. So, yeah, not um, not great for South African football, but rest in peace and... Uh, um, thank you for all that you've done for, for the local football. Uh, quickly, guys, place your bets. Um, Stigger, let's start off with you quickly. Golden Arrows are Super Sports United this weekend. Where do you see it going? Super Sport, 100%. Yeah. Take up. Yeah, Super Sport. No, Golden Arrows last season, yeah. Maybe not now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Stigger, Pirates versus Swallows. Orlando Pirates. Take up. Pirates. Yeah. Um, big one. Sundowns versus Chiefs. Sundowns. Interesting. 100%. I, this I put How's my head on guy? the block. You know what? Yeah, I'm going to take that treble. I'm going to say Sundowns, uh, Super Sport, Pagania. And then uh, Teko, I'll give you 10% of my winnings, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Amazulu Cape Town City sticker? Um, yeah, I think uh, that's gonna uh, penalties will decide that one. Right? I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Amazon. Nice one, Teko. Ah, I would like Captain City to win this game. They just need something, you know. They just need a little bit of a smile or something. Yeah, they need to start the. I can, I can see John's influence on this chat. <laughs> <laughs> It's massive. <laughs> All right, boys, let's move on to this week in football history. Today, we remember great moments from the past. We dive into the time capsule. Join us as we remember great moments from this week in football history. On the 16th of August 1997, South Africa beat Congo 1 0 at Soccer City in Johannesburg. With the win, South Africa qualified for its first World Cup Finals ever. It was also the first time that any team from the southern part of Africa qualified for the finals. This week in 2011, Swansea City became the first non-English side to play in the Premier League when they visited Manchester City on the season's opening day. Of course, Swansea is in Wales, so it was definitely history in the making. And in this week in 1996, the British maestro David Beckham scored a remarkable goal, which I'm sure you all remember from the halfway line. Bex noticed the keeper was way too far off his line and let and just let rip scoring a goal that will never be forgotten. 1996, guys, that is 25 years ago. That is disgusting. I have going. a problem with that, Sean. I have a problem. Talk to me. Uh, Beckham was not a maestro. Beckham was 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 a, a specialist. Okay. Yeah, not a maestro. So you you are correcting me on my own podcast. That's interesting. Yeah, he's a specialist. Please, sorry. Okay, no, no, thank you. I'm learning every day. I'm learning every day from the great Stigger. Oh, righty, Stigger, Stigger. Let's move on quickly. And this week's car of the week. I don't know if you've seen that Willard Katsana has been pictured with the latest G wagon. I hope he didn't buy that on the pretense that he got a new uh, Chiefs contract. But uh, anyway. He's been pictured with it. The 2021 Mercedes-Benz G-Class isn't just 
a six-figure SUV driven by the rich and famous. It's an unmistakable off-road icon that lives up to its considerable reputation. Sure, the G-Class's lofty price tag means it's only available to folks in a certain tax bracket, but anyone can appreciate the tall and square design that has been calling card for decades. Whilst Mercedes carefully evolved the G-Wagon's outward appearance during a recent redesign, the company greatly improved its road manners and more sophisticated independent front suspension. Its larger proportions also make it roomier than it is than its predecessors, and its styling and materials inside now fit its luxury pedigree. The highs, the ownership indicates wealth and status. Custom options can enhance exclusivity. Off-road capability is off the charts. The lows, the square body generates wind noise, on-road agility not its forte, and its exorbitant price puts it out of reach for most people. My verdict, the G-Wagon allows the affluent to showcase their riches on and off the beaten path. Coming off at a staggering three and a half million rand just starting off, I give it an eight and a half out of 10. That is a monster of a car. Again, I hope you bought that pre, yeah. Um, we, we end off the motivational quote of the week, Stigger. Um, this week, I want to do something a little bit different. I want to ask you a question. What advice would you give a young and upcoming footballer that wants to be the next Stanton Fredericks or, or take on the visa? What, what, what advice can you give him or her? To love like a king, you have to work like a slave. Ah, Stiga. I like that. Stiga. To live like a king, you got to work like a slave. Yeah. And, and, and can, I, can, I, can I share with you where that motivation comes from? Please, sir. I, I read a book recently. Ish. Yeah. The curse of tech comedies. <laughs> no, 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 this is not a joke. It's not a joke, guys. Yeah. It's not a joke. Yeah, I would like to I would like to unpack that book. Please invite me Let's back do this. to this platform. Yes. And and um but you need to give me like um uh, give us a, a date. Yes. Ahead of the time, so we can mark out certain, certain um, um, chapters and certain yeah. moments in that book, That's and uh, we can mix it enlarge and then um, maybe ask questions to take because. That's a great um, idea. I just think, yeah, no, hundred percent. So, so that is where, where that one um, would align with. Take are you happy with that? Yeah. Are you happy that me and Stiga put you on the spot in the next few weeks and uh, unpack that book of ah, yours? my friend. You know I'm not scared of nobody. <laughs> no, but that would be great. Thanks, Stiga. That would be great, man. That would be great. Because at the end of the day, we're just here to educate and inform. You know? 100%. 100%. And with that, guys, that is how we wrap up episode 84 of The Car Wash. Whether you have been listening on SL Podcasts at CZA, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or Maki King 96.7's Game Time, thank you for tuning in. I've been your host, Mr. Sean Roberts, and that has been Mr. Teko Madise. And thank you, Stiger Fredericks. I really appreciate your time. Not the last time you'll be on here, I'm sure. Only a pleasure, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, oh, We will see you the same time, same place next week in Corsica Today is a great day for a car wash. Yeah, sure. Car wash. <laughs> <laughs> this is the car wash on the SL podcast. This is a slang and a car.